Today on The She Show, I'm joined by fiber artist Linda Mendelson. She talks to us about her over 40 years in the fiber industry and the many, many designs that she has created. This episode will inspire and teach you just think outside of the box. Remember, you can always watch this episode along with many other She Show episodes on the Lion Brand Facebook page. Enjoy. It's just about that time of day. Grab your knitting needles and your crochet. It's the She Show on Facebook Live right now. Special guests on the Zoom. You could even learn how to loom. It's the She Show on Facebook Live right now. Sai and Ty will be there. Hat not hate. Grab your chair. It's the She Show on Facebook Live right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of The She Show. Today is Thursday, in case you were wondering. I feel like this week has been very long. Anyone with me? Um, I think it's because I, nor, normally, the past two weeks, we did unboxings on Thursdays. So I knew when it was Thursday, I don't know. I just like, it was a, a mental mix up. But Hopefully you guys have been following the Hat Not Hate journey. We have extended the deadline for Hat Not Hate. So that is, uh, please send in your hats you have till September 1 to help us reach our goal. We are now currently at 11,582, I believe. So it's a lot of blue hats. Uh, you can follow for more information on the Hat Not Hate Facebook, Hat Not Hate Instagram, my Instagram at Shira Roars. You can always go to hatnothate.org for more information about what Hat Not Hate is for always our newcomers. Um, today we are going to be joined by a uh, knitwear designer, Linda Mendelson. She actually made this beautiful um, sweater that I will model when she comes on. I'm sure she'll be very excited to see that I'm wearing it. It's not mine. It was my mother's. It not was. It is my mother's. She let me use it for the show today. Um, but I just want to welcome everyone and thank you all for joining us. And um, what a day, a little update on my sweater. We're shaping some armholes, people. Check that puppy out. I don't like that it doesn't like look, you know what I mean, like even, but whatever, we're doing it. We're shaping, um, it's happening. Any tips and tricks to keep count of like when it says repeat this for five times? Yeah, I do like ticks, but I feel like there's like a better way of doing it. I'm open to any and all suggestions, so I do not do too many. I mean, obviously I'm counting how many stitches I have, but I don't know. I feel like there's something better or maybe not. And what I'm doing is already the best that I can do. Um, hello. Um, thank you all for joining us. And um, this is, I'm just, it's just about that time of day. Yesterday when we were in the office and Darren was helping us, <laughs> and I was like trying to open a, as many boxes as possible so we could get the biggest number to tell you guys, his alarm went off at 11.55. He's like, it's, it's time, Shira. <laughs> like, he has an alarm that goes off every day at 11.55, which 
just makes me love Darren that much more. Um, but again, good morning to everybody. Karen, good afternoon. Um, thank you all for joining us. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday and I am uh, very excited um, to, you know, have another show with you guys. Um, yeah, again, working on my sweater. It's made out of summer kiss. Um, my goal would be to finish this today. This, not the sweater. <laughs> I have a life. Um, <laughs> no, um, just like I have other things I need to do. But also, um, I, I want to finish this, like this panel today. That would be great. Um, because then I have my back. Then it started saying something about shaping the neck. I was like, oh, what's that about? I'm very excited. Um, anyways, uh, just as a reminder, if you're joining us today, um, we have Linda Mendelson coming on, and I'm going to bring her in in just a minute. Um, and she is a knitwear designer. She made the sweater. We're going to talk about all the things she's doing now. And then also tomorrow we are going to be talking to you all about Ami. So join us for that. Um, and uh, someone says they're working on hat number 21. Love you. Put you in my pocket. Keep on making those hats. Hat not Kate. 100,000 for 2020. Um, use that hashtag. She made me do it. I saw someone said something about the salmon. The soy sauce was too much for their heart condition, but they made some alterations and it was delicious. So I'd love to know if you guys have made the salmon that we cooked together on Tuesday. And... Um, so keep on using that hashtag, hashtag she made me do it. Keep on using the hashtag every 20 that you do for hat not hate, 20 for 2020. And with that being said, I'm going to bring in our lovely guest. <sighs> Deep breath, everybody. <laughs> Where is Linda? Linda! Hello! Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Linda? Look what you're wearing wow. on a hot summer day. Wow. On a and I would do anything for you, Linda. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, everyone. This is Linda Mendelson, a very, very talented designer. You're so many things, but before we get into exactly what you do and who you, who you are and all those things, when I asked Linda her five words, she said the following, enthusiastic, offbeat, curious, eclectic, compassionate, and empathic. So I really enjoy those. And I feel like as a designer that is so creative to do a beautiful piece like this, you have to be those things and much, much more, but I only limited you to five because we Thank have you. a short time together. Thank you. <laughs> How are you today, Linda? Good. It's a sultry summer day here. So I'm wearing linen, not wool. <laughs> I, I know, but you, so there's, so uh, it's funny. So I actually, I, I know this sweater very well because yeah. my mom has had it for a very long time in her life. And, um, and this isn't just like a sweater. I didn't even realize when I went to go put it on, it's actually like lined inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it has your initials actually in the back, LLM over here. Yeah. Um, but this sweater in, in the back, it says mm -hmm. in Hebrew, 
um, Anila Dodi Vedodili, which it translates to in English, I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me. And actually it says, I am to my beloved. And then it says, as my beloved is to me. But and whose idea that was? I, I wonder. <laughs> Linda, you made this sweater and um, you are a very, very talented designer and you have many things that have actually been in museums and written in books. And what is it that you're most, you know, you, we, when we talked, when we had our touch base, what was it or what is it that you're most known for when you do designs? Well, I, I have, I'm in two worlds now. I started knitting and I had a feeling that words were very important in my work. I, I always read a lot. I was very influenced by literature, poetry, popular literature, song lyrics, and I incorporated them into my garments. So I was known for words in garments, but also color progression um, and theories of art, abstractions made from scientific theories. And I tried to incorporate all this into my clothing. So basically I was known for that. And uh, it's 40 years later, I'm still doing that, but in an entirely different medium. The years that I did that with knitting, every stitch had to be planned. It, it was, even the simplest things were really complex in getting from the idea to the machine to the reality. They were sketching and counting and all sorts of calculation. And there might have been spontaneity, spontaneity in the idea, but not in the execution. Mm -hmm. And over the years, the things became more and more complex and the planning got more and more involved. And at some point, I started making a transition away from knitting towards sewing. And in the sewing, I'm able to get more spontaneity, less planning. It's sort of like transitioning from European classical music to American classical music, which is jazz, which is all about improvisation. So now my work is, I guess, jazzier. And when I sit and sew at the machine, I often don't sketch what I'm doing. And I almost never sketch what I'm doing now. I sit down and I let my body and the machine carry out some more. I mean, I can show you some examples of what I'm doing now. I would love that. I would love that. This is the old days. This is a sweater which is knitted with the word jazz in it, very much of the period of right. the you're wearing. I just want to, sorry, I want to back up so people can see the behind. Like, so because this is like beautiful. That, yeah. Hopefully you guys can see. I feel like when Linda looks at this sweater, she's looking at like one of her children. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's just such a beautiful piece of truly like artwork. Yeah. yeah. Really, I, it, it really is beautiful. Thank you. So now in the sewing, when, when you see how different this is, this is a computer case that I just made for myself. And I don't know if you can see the stitches. Let's see. Oh, yeah layer upon layer upon layer of just thread. It almost looks like a web in a way. It, it, it is, I guess if you would say that, but I'm, yeah, that's a, but it's the process because this is free motion embroidery. So all I do is pick a color and it's like a Ouija board. 
I just oh, that's cool. go like this and embroider and embroider. And this is probably 20 layers of fabric, which is wow. turned, a thread, which has turned this into something like leather. I don't know if you can hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's really kind of a structural embroidery. The thread is more, has more substance than the fabric. Wow. And yeah. So this is my new computer case, which I made for myself. <laughs> And then I'm also exploring, um, this is an old craft, uh, making chenille out of fabric, just scraps of fabric. Can you show it a little bit closer to the, to the screen so we can see it? Oh, beautiful. But it's random scraps of fabric sewn together. Just, you know, pluck them from a pile without even thinking. And this is a kind of spontaneity I never had when I was knitting. And I'm really exploring it now. And it's interesting because of the times, I have a lot of time at home with the machinery, which is a sad benefit in a way. <laughs> and um, I'm just having a very good time with this transitioning away from the rigidity of the knitting. I'm just trying to loosen up in my life. Ah. Working. Totally. I totally agree. So I have a question, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, I'm looking at, um, first off, people are, are saying, someone said, what an amazing artist. You, they're really taken by your, your artistry and your creativity. But uh, I have to ask, you know, because we do have crocheters that watch. Yes. Did you ever go down the avenue of crochet? Did you ever explore that area? Well, only for personal use, only because when you're making things to sell, you know, I was always a, a, an artist, not a business, and never a business. So mm -hmm. I made everything myself. And if you're making everything you, yourself, you can't make enough crochet. I'm an expert crocheter, but only for my own amusement. And I love mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, the knitting, I use the knitting machine. Uh, I did have someone who would help with the finishing. She was much better at it than I am. Uh, she something like that you're, that you're wearing had like 30 million ends in it she would tuck the ends in they would be beautiful so that was the help i had mm -hmm. but, um as as a one person operation if you want to call it that i i didn't crochet because i just couldn't afford to but i i did love it and i have i don't have it here this is prenatal influence i have a crocheted bedspread and a crocheted tablecloth that my mother made while she was pregnant with me. They're huge and the bedspread weighs maybe 40 pounds. You know, oh, wow. crocheted cotton, the popcorns that they used to do. This was yeah. 1949. Um, and she crocheted a lace tablecloth out of little medallions. So I've Beautiful. always loved crochet. It just never, it never translated into this work. I do everything. By the way, all these pieces were crocheted together. They weren't sewn. Ah, okay. I would knit a piece, I would crochet around the perimeter, and then I would crochet them together. It's truly beautiful. Yeah. But sorry, getting back to what you're working on now, because is what you're wearing something that you made? Yeah, this, um, it's, it's not high contrast. I have a high contrast one. Once I will be right oh, back. Okay. This is a dress. Oh wow! Wearing and embroidered on it is um, Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland. 
Oh, wow. And in addition to freeform embroidery where the Ouija board is taking place, I'm exploring penmanship because penmanship is a lost art. It really is. I love I love writing letters, Linda. Maybe I should write you a letter, Linda. Would you appreciate it? So I'm embroidering dresses and um, wearing them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But just to be, first off, you can find out more information about Linda at her website, and SMG is posting that in the comments. Um, but just like a little bit more about you, your pieces, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, it has not been able to be seen, but they're at the Philadelphia Museum. I'm in a major show at the Philadelphia Museum, which is, I guess, being held hostage there. It was, luckily for us, the opening was in November. It's called um, Off the Wall, 20th Century Art to Wear. And it, it takes up one whole satellite building of the museum. It's a phenomenal wow. show. And there's a companion book, a catalog for sale on Amazon. Uh, so my work is in that show. I had four pieces there. Um, the opening was November 9th and it was supposed to run until mid-May. Obviously it was truncated in March, but it's a phenomenal show. I also have a piece in the permanent collection of the Metropolitan Museum. Wow. So if you go to their website and type me in, uh, you'll see my piece plus my birth date. I, I love that. They always give the birth date of the artist. Which was just like 20 years ago. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I have a question because like I want to talk a little bit more about the words um, because, uh, you know, I think um, I know for me there are certain things that I live by and um and they're and they're obviously words or sayings and i guess what what caused you to you know start with this because you really say even now like with your penmanship you're using those words talk a little bit more about the power of that and what you saw in your in your creations uh, i i think it was a, like a perfect storm of inspiration coincidence i fell in love with a poem at the same time I started machine knitting. And for some reason I thought, why don't I knit this poem into a coat? And I, I did. It was a poem by E.E. E. Cummings. And um, I knitted it in strips, very laborious. And I crocheted the strips together. This is how I, I learned about modularity. It's much easier to make something in strips and assemble it than a big piece. So, and I was very much influenced by African kente cloth, which is strips. And this was my first piece, and I took it to Julie Artisan's gallery in Manhattan. I don't know if you're familiar with it. She was the premier art to wear gallery in America for 40 years. Wow. From 73 to 2013. And in an instant, she sold the coat, and she said, bring me more. And so it was my inspiration, her encouragement, and it started a 40-year relationship. And everything I made, she sold. Wow. And, you know, it was just, so it was a charmed time in the heavens. Something was smiling on me. The words, everything I put on what I make, if it's knitted in or embroidered or painted or whatever, is something that means something to me. That struck a chord somehow. Um, 
What's interesting is during the summer, I can wear a dress like this in the city, not this summer, but last summer, and people will stop and say, what a wonderful dress, how nice, how unique, where'd you buy? Nobody ever asked to read what's on the dress. Nobody. Right. Which <laughs> is sort of a disappointment to me. Right, but, no, because you have such attachment to those words personally. Yeah, they only see it as decoration. Um, to me, it enhances the words. To other people, it diminishes the words and it becomes part of a textile. It's like just a textile design. I don't think they get it. And I don't want to stop and tell strangers to read my dress. So I just keep on going. <laughs> Is there something, because you know, what, what you initially started out doing with something like this, which is beautiful to what you're doing now, which is again, something beautiful, but very different. Do you have something else that you have kind of a, a bucket list to, to achieve and to complete? Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying making pocketbooks more than anything now. They're very utilitarian. There's the structure of them. I, I, it's almost like architecture. I'm trying to build things, not soft little sacks, but things that will, have very specific uses like i'm making a bag now with 30 pockets each one will have a lipstick a mirror or this or that wait linda pause can you come a little bit closer to your microphone because people are having a hard time hearing you okay um in the hierarchy of man there was a discovery of fire language agriculture the invention of the wheel and pockets i love pockets <laughs> so pocketbooks dresses with pockets anything uh, i I like the idea of making things now that help you carry things around. Um, for as far as selling things, the dresses I'm making for myself, I don't want to have to make anything that has to fit a body. Now that you don't have stores where people can come in and try on things, that's like the past for me. But bags are very different and love they don't bags. have to fit. You have to love them. They have to suit your purpose. Can and you your personality. Are you hearing me better now? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're hearing you. We're hearing you. So um, I'm, I'm making pockets, pocketbooks, the dresses with pockets for me, uh, different types of, of different shapes. Uh, you can use pocketbooks as abstraction. There's um, this one I made a couple of years ago, and it's got all sorts of little secret compartments. Oh, fun. And inside, if I can unzip it, it has all sorts of pockets, zippers, and I throw it in the washing machine. That's my favorite part. Oh, I love that. I mean, everybody in the comments is going, um, is going like crazy for pockets. Everybody loves pockets. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, I mean, I am, I love, um, I love bags. I have so many bags. I have a bag for kind of every personality that I have. Not that I have like a disorder of multiple personality, yeah. but I think it's also just like, I have summer bags. I have winter. I get it from my mom. I have all these different types of bags. And I think that bags also, like you could wear all black and have mm -hmm. a bag like something like what Linda has with so much personality and so much color. Mm -hmm. And I think that being able to kind of, you know, there, there's so much you can do with bags and, and pockets are essential. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
design and the proportions. I'm trying to get odd proportions into my bags. So some of them are 20 inches wide and six inches high. And I, it, it's just fun. I, I love that. I think, you know, your, your, um, your ability, Linda, in, in kind of taking your, uh, your, your craft to all these different levels and still not forgetting kind of where you started mm -hmm. is so important to you and also to us as we learn about you. And I actually, I do, Linda, my mom is, she's watching the show. She watches the show every day and yeah. she loves the sweater with such passion, but she did say that the words on the sweater are everything that my father feels about my mom. That's what she wanted me to say. So, you know, the Anila Dodiva Dodili, I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me is such a very strong statement and it is what my father says to my mom and it, and it, and it stands true and your words and how you communicate um, through this art that we all love so much and through this medium that we love so much is, is greatly appreciated. And I think that my viewers always enjoy being able to see yarn in another way and craft and, and um, embroidery in another way. So um, I know that I can speak on behalf of the viewers today as to how much we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing um, your creativity and your craft with us. And this is a, quite an experience for me. This is my first internet whatever it is. <laughs> It's, you know what? You're doing great, Linda. You are doing so odd. Well. You are, you are rolling. I, you could, if you want, you could take my job and Absolutely. I, and you can start knitting. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm working, Linda, I'm actually working on, everybody is a part of this journey with me. I'm actually working on my first sweater right now. That's so this is your I know. I'm, I, I know. Isn't that crazy? It's my first sweater. This is, I did the back already. This is one of the front panels. And, you know, to, um, and maybe this is something kind of to your point, you know, I calculated it, I was going to do this cardigan and everything, and I had colors blocked out. And then I realized that I didn't account for the amount of yardage per piece. So now I'm kind of going with it, and it's going to be Shira's Technicolor Cardi. It's going to be... Listen. One of my first great sweaters, I messed up on the dye lot and one of the sleeves was different from the other. I just called it asymmetrical. There Never it is. to a mistake. There it is. I love that. I love that. And before you go, before you go today, I, you know, on the show, we always do uh, a quote of the day. So I'm going to ask you and the viewers and myself to take that deep breath in on the count of three. One, two, three. And accept Thursday for what it is. And the quote for today is, to live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. And that is said by Joseph Clinton Pierce. Beautiful. And that is, that is uh, I feel like how apropos to our conversation, Linda. I, I truly appreciate your creativity and... Um, Thank you for making such beautiful art and for coming on the She Show today and sharing it with us. Thank you for having such a great show and you're a great hostess and hello to David. I will, I will. He sends his best and he sends his love to you. <laughs> All right, bye Linda. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, bye Shira.
That was Linda Mendelson. For more information about her, you can go to her website that is going to be in the comments, thanks to SMG. Um, uh, um, let's see. Um, you, I, I actually, I, as you guys know, I spend a lot of time. It's not just like I look for quotes and then they just like happen and we just like throw them out there. I really try and spend time in finding quotes per guest for the day for the theme. And I, I saw that, that to live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. And what, what important words to um, kind of live by as crafters, you know, that create, we, we have such gifts, you know, and like, I, I'm so glad that I told her about my sweater. And she's just like, oh, the dialogues were wrong. So I made it asymmetrical sleeves. Like, I love that. Um, and I appreciate that, especially coming from such an accomplished um, crafter, designer, um, inspirator as Linda. Um, so again, for more information about Linda, you can go to her website. You can check out her stuff at the, um, you can go to the Metropolitan Museum website and look her up there. It seems like she's definitely Google-able. Google-able? Google-able. Um, uh, again, thank you all for joining us today. Remember, you can go to, um, we are available now on um, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can now uh, get the She Show and we are available there. So we're on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. So if you're not able to watch, you can always listen and usually they're up by the end of the day. And um, Linda was a great guest and very inspirational and just amazing that she continues to grow and change her path of creativity. Um, so with that, again, tomorrow we will be back at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our guest all about Ami. Um, and she's real fun and like her TikTok presence is amazing. Um, <laughs> Uh, as always, you can follow um, myself on Instagram and uh, Hat Not Hate on Facebook or on Instagram as well. And you can go to hatnothate.org for more information about what Hat Not Hate is and how to get involved. We are looking for 100,000 hats and our deadline has been extended to September 1. Um, and uh, on that same note, um, as I mentioned yesterday, we are looking to hear from you about your stories as to how Hat Not Hate has helped you um, with bullying as the maker. So uh, please feel free to share your experience with us, email us, and we will be in contact with you. Um, email info at hatnothate.org with the subject line, my Hat Not Hate experience. And we wanna hear your stories. Um, it's something that we're working on and we'd love to hear from you. So again, as always, thank you so much for joining me today. Another great inspirational episode. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and always, always be kind. Bye, everybody.